There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Eleven to one. Monday motivation. Motivation. Yes, there's some people who want to remain anonymous, but thank you so much for getting in touch um, that are kind of putting their hands up saying, yes, they do dread getting up in the morning and facing another day working in a job they don't like. Perhaps you are finding your current role a bit mundane or maybe you just love to progress within your field, but you lack the confidence or you could be returning to work after a long time and you don't know where you might fit in or perhaps you just want a completely new career. Well, my next guest is over 10,000 hours helping people get what they want not just out of their career but uh, out of their lives she's a career and mindset coach who was named as one of the top 20 coaches in Dublin this year she strives to help people gain clarity build confidence and get results that leads to more fulfilment in work and life Carmel is a great way of helping you focus on what you really want and gives you the confidence to go after it as one of her many clients says she's the Marie Kondo of thoughts which I just love I'm delighted she's with me now for Monday Motivation Carmel Morrissey how are you doing? Hi, Shanae. Thanks so much for having me. Not at all. It's great to have you. I love this. The Maria Kondo of thoughts. What a great way of summarising what you do. You essentially get rid of the clutter in our minds, these negative thoughts that don't serve us. Yes, yeah, so if it doesn't bring you joy, you get rid of it. I don't know if it's as simple as that. Um, I think it's, it's my favourite testimonial I've ever gotten. But my husband did say, thankfully, they didn't see my house. I'm not quite sure that I apply that at home. A bit of clutter. A bit of clutter at home. We don't mind that. We don't mind that, Carmel. Now, I'm sure you see this time and again, and I do have a couple of people sending me in little hands up emojis here for uh, people who are sort of dragging themselves into work each day. They really don't want to be there. They want to escape. You know, these people who moan constantly as well about wanting to leave, but yet they repeat the cycle week in, week out, you know, year in, year out. You can see a lot of people stuck in this sort of scenario. Yeah, and I think following COVID, people are really starting to reassess. Um, you know, they're thinking about what they want the next chapter of their lives to look like. And that feeling of being stuck and actually not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel actually takes a huge amount of energy anyway. Mm. So, you know, it's really hard to even find the energy to think about what you want to do next. And sometimes we don't believe that it's even possible. Yeah, this is the thing. And and this is where the mindset part of this could c- come in. I mean, you know, a lot of us just sort of settle for any sort of working life. And look, it's all very easy for me to say we should be all living our best lives. But, you know, bills need to be paid and that kind of thing. But, do you, you know, I, I would say when I bring this topic up of maybe going to see somebody like yourself with people that I know, they kind of say things like, oh, look, it'll only be wasting the coach's time because I don't have a clear idea on what I want to do. And I don't think I'd be even good at this area. You know, people are thinking this, uh, but you want to see these people. That's You want to help them through this. Yeah, so we live in a performative culture. Like we live in a culture where we're constantly on and we're constantly expected to be delivering. And the thing about coaching is coaching is really about space. It's about somebody giving you the space who is invested, but they're not part of your life. 
So it's an opportunity to really sit and do the work that we really don't have time to do generally. You know, we're mm. we're constantly on. We're somebody's mother, brother, sister, father, employee, friend. But when do we ever really get to sit and think about what I want? And when we do, it tends to be us beating ourselves up. So coaching is really about that space to explore. And, you know, what you're saying um, around sometimes people being fearful of coaching, I get that a lot. What if you can't help me? Or I'm sure everybody else has a better idea than I do. We all have to start somewhere. And, you know, if we don't start, we're never going to get there. So it's really just about taking that, that chance and that risk. Yeah, and you know, there's there's so many people I'd imagine that have maybe dialed a number or started to compose an email to a coach and then backed out of it. And we were talking about this, myself and yourself, these things, you know, say like procrastinating or, you know, putting things off or maybe talking ourselves out of different things. That's kind of a way of protecting ourselves, isn't it, a little bit? Absolutely. So nobody likes being vulnerable. So if you think about it, that what we call the sabotaging voice, that seems to pop up every time we think about doing something new. So whether that's looking at the job description of the job we really want to apply for and looking at it in terms of what we can't do first and thinking, I can't apply for that role or thinking about maybe making a change in your career. That's when those voices really step up because at the end of the day, we evolve to be safe and being safe means being comfortable. But the problem is sometimes we want more than being comfortable. So we have that push and that pull. So creating change. So anyone who's listened to Brené Brown, who I would really recommend listening to if if you're going through this in your life, she talks about how vulnerability is an essential part of change. So we actually can't create a change without feeling vulnerable. And we don't like being vulnerable. I don't think there's any person who likes feeling like they're exposed or there's a risk of this not working. But the key is actually to see it as part of it and to see that actually fear and excitement live in the same house. So if you're feeling scared, then you're potentially doing something that's worth paying attention to. But the key is to set yourself up for success. So it's to make sure that you've done all of the other things that you need to do. So when you step into that space where you're vulnerable, you have every chance of getting to the other side. I love that. And, and you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking back to, <laughs> I suppose, me applying for this position here that I'm in now. That scared the Virginia out of me. I was terrified to go for something like this. I never would have saw myself, you know, doing what I am actually doing today. And that's the kind of scary bit that you have to kind of, I suppose, feel the fear and do it anyway kind of thing, isn't it? Feel the fear and do it anyway, but do it with a plan. And also learn so we have a tendency to see to see things in terms of failure and success so take an interview i'm either successful or i failed but actually everything is information and if we can start to look at what went well and what went wrong and use that in terms of okay that's something i need to bring to the table while i'm doing this again and learning and moving forward but it is really scary especially if it's a dream like yeah. you know for you Sinead this, this is your dream job I, I would think yeah. um, and if you go after it and it doesn't work out then you don't even have that dream anymore but if you don't try and achieve it then it's only ever going to be a dream and then potentially you're missing out on living the life that you really want to live 
Oh, totally. And you know, you mentioned interviews then there and I think that's something that we should go back to because it's probably one of the nerve wracking things, uh, most nerve wracking things that people go through. What are the common mistakes that we make in interviews? Because sometimes we'll come out, like I've had interviews where I come out and I'm like, I wasn't even really myself or, you know, you kind of turn into a different person, this kind of uh, nervous, pent up person that's afraid to speak, which is totally not like me, as you can tell. (laughs) Yeah, I ran a workshop recently and it was an interview workshop. And when people were talking about their experience of interviews, it actually felt like they'd been traumatised. So they talked about even even coming to the workshop and thinking about doing it. They were feeling anxiety. And when they went to interviews, they were already thinking about getting to the other end and yeah. just being over. But actually, most mistakes happen before the interview. Oh, So it's, it's actually in the sense of how we talk to ourselves, even our narrative around interviewing and this is where I do a big piece of work with my clients so a lot of people will say to me I'm really bad at interviewing I'm just rubbish but think about it there's a reason why we don't tell children they're bold we tell them that what they're doing is bold so we talk about the performance if we tell ourselves that we're bad at interviewing then we're internalizing it and we're really saying this is this is who I am but if we can actually start to look at it in terms of performance so I didn't perform well because of this then we can go back and we can work on that. So the narrative is really, really important because every thought has a physical response and our attention goes where our energy goes and our energy goes where our attention goes. And if we're putting it into, I'm really bad at this, it's very difficult to perform well. The other, the other side that I think people let themselves down a little bit with is actually the preparation. So I can guarantee if I did a workshop and asked people how would they prepare for interview, they would say, I would research the company because Mm -hmm. they're really comfortable doing that. But what they don't do is actually really think about themselves in terms of fit and think about the interview in terms of psychology because whether you're doing a CV or an interview, it's all psychology. You're giving them what they're looking for, but they don't know that's what you're doing. So if you don't know your job description really well, if you can't wrap yourself around each part of that job description and sell back, then you're setting yourself up to struggle. So it's really the preparation, that's the key. And then breathing techniques. Oh, we all yes. have tendency. Yeah, you know, when we're nervous yeah. and doing presentations, um, your listeners will probably have experienced that feeling of, I'm going to run out of breath. You know, like you're mm. chasing the breath before the end of the sentence. A really, really good piece of advice is actually before the interview or in the interview, or even right now, put your feet flat on the ground. Okay, let's do this. Let's do it now. Yeah, okay, do let's do now. this. Okay. okay. I have them there, yep, yep. Okay, flat on the ground. And what I want you to do is I want you to push your weight down into the ground as hard as you can. Okay. So you're literally pushing everything from your head to your shoulders to your knees. What are you thinking about as you're pushing your feet down into the ground? How hard is it? It, it actually is quite hard. I was doing it before I came on and I, I was just thinking to myself, I've forgotten how hard this is. But actually, what you're doing is you're resetting. Yes. You're bringing yourself back to the present moment. So think about anxiety and nerves. They need to be fed. And if you're sitting there in an interview or waiting, waiting is the worst part. Yeah. And you're getting anxious and more anxious. Reset. And the beautiful thing is nobody will know you're doing that. So you can do that interview, take a breath and continue on. I love that because you know yourself, your thoughts can get jumbled and you can uh-huh. you can ramble on and your mouth starts moving. And don't be afraid of maybe taking that breather and, and, and little small silences are, are, are OK too, you know. Um, yeah, you a know, sip of water. Yeah, a sip of water. Perfect as well. Yeah, absolutely. So for people, you know, I'm going to give you maybe different scenarios because I suppose now, you know, we've had a lot of time to reflect because of the pandemic and there could be people that are thinking, do you know what? 
my circumstances have changed. I do not want to return to the rat race, which involves me commuting and to a job that I don't really that like, you know. Uh, I want a new career, new area, complete career move, but I've no idea of what industry I might like to move into. You can tease that out in, in the coaching sessions, yes? Yeah, so I can do that one-to-one and I also have an online course where people can work through that themselves with videos so if they don't make you know coaching sometimes can be quite an investment yeah. in terms of time and, and cost so the other alternative then is the online course um which was designed really to be accessible to everybody this is the one the um confidence clarity. to clarity, clarity, clarity to confidence, confidence sorry clarity to yeah. confidence workshop okay so tell me a little bit about that and say if i was to sign up to that how, how does it work so the clarity to confidence course it's an online course so it's three modules because in my experience coaching people tend to really focus on results mm-hmm. and I mean obviously we all want results and the reason we're motivated in the first place is because we want something at the other end of it but the thing is if you don't know specifically what you as an individual want if you're just focusing on results because you feel like you should be delivering because that's what society expects then it makes sense that you would make decisions that are not right for you so it's really difficult to make any good decision without clarity. So clarity is really focused around, again, having that space to reconnect with you. And I think a lot of us have experienced that feeling of not really being connected to ourselves. Mm. So, you know, I say to people, my clients sometimes, what do you want from life? I want to be happy. Okay, but what are the ingredients of happiness for you? I don't know. So how can you find them if you don't know what they are? Your values. So that's Hugely important. So again, anyone who's feeling stuck in a career right now, um, spend some time thinking about your values. Your values are your compass in your life and your career. And if you're feeling stuck, often it's because your values are not being met either in the way you're showing up in your life or the people around you, so maybe the organization. So spend some time thinking about those. Your motivators. Yeah. So if you're if you're feeling stuck. Imagine waking up in the morning. What are the four or five things that you know if you had them in a row that you would feel motivated? Because remember, it's the reward that's specific to you that motivates you. It's not the reward that's specific to me. And the problem is, I think, society definitely, you know, if we think about school, we go to school, we're told to work hard, work harder than everyone else, be the same, but be better. We go to college, we do the same, you're supposed to get a job work hard, stay in the job, work up the ranks, and then eventually you'll earn lots of money and you'll be happy. But you may not have had any fulfillment along Mm. the way. And it's a really long time to be chasing. So the more we understand who we are, what we want, what we want the next chapter of our life to look like, then the more we can start working towards it. Um, The second module then is confidence. So remember I said as soon as we start wanting something, we we are vulnerable. And that's then when those voices start. Um, And the self-sabotaging thoughts, what's important with those as well is, even though we call them self-sabotaging, it's part of us. And it's not actually out to sabotage us. It's out to keep us safe, but it's not doing it in the right way. So it's about paying attention to what it's saying, but asking yourself what need is not being met. So maybe you're looking at a job description and you're thinking, I can't do any of those things. Or, you know, you're looking at it in terms of what you can't do first and that yeah. voice is playing in the background. Then ask yourself, when is the last time I really sat down and thought about the things that I'm good at? You know, maybe this part of me just needs to be fed in the sense of I'm not banking my achievements. I'm not really paying attention to the things that I'm doing well. I'm just, I've just been focusing recently on what I don't have or the things that I'm not doing well. 
So that self-sabotaging thought, even though it gets us stuck, sometimes it's showing us what we need more of. Um, and then I'd say as well, Carmel, like that you would know, I'd say you'd notice with an awful lot of your clients that when they go back and do these exercises, it's less about money and it's uh-huh. more about what's actually bringing us joy in terms of what role we like to be doing. We, we put all this kind of placement on job title and, and status and money, but more often than not, that's not necessarily the case that people want these things. Exactly. So we have the hierarchy of needs, the food, shelter, we need to be able to save. But above and beyond that, it is rarely money. And there was actually a really interesting study um, that was in a book that I read recently by Todd Rose called Dark Horse. And the study was based in the States, but they interviewed 3,000 people and they asked them how did society define success. And they said that it was wealth and status. Mm. And then when they asked them if they agreed with it personally, they said no. And when they, so a huge proportion. And when they asked them how they personally define society, they said that it was happiness and a sense of achievement. But wow. obviously they felt that they were the only people that felt that way. So it's really important. That's that really interesting. Yeah. 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 And that's why we need to have these conversations. We definitely Money do. It's important, but yeah. there's more. There, there really is. And, you know, I'm just getting a message. Thank you so much, by the way. Helena in Limerick is listening this morning and she says, Carmel's online course is excellent. I struggle with focusing on myself and I'm really goals orientated. So I almost dreaded doing a course like this, but I love it. I would highly recommend it. So there you go. Thank you so much, Helena in Limerick uh, for getting in touch with us. <laughs> Carmel, you're going through a lot there and I really think everything that you're saying is, is making an awful lot of sense. If there's somebody listening in who is really unhappy and they, they know that they're not in the right job, for them what's the one thing that you would like them to take away from this okay so firstly I would say there's probably some people listening who are thinking that they're unhappy but maybe they can't move right now and they're the people that feel really stuck so what I would say is think about your priorities so generally priorities come back to location job title salary work-life balance ask yourself what's your number one your number two your number three and your number four right now in your life And maybe right now it is salary because you want to buy a house or it is the job because you need you need to get that experience. And maybe it means you can't actually have what you want right now. But remember, we have chapters in our lives. So even if you feel like right now you can't have what you want, start doing the work in the background. So Mm. be it a springboard course, which are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And they're designed for people that are working. So. The the um, ETVs, so you have a great ETV in, in Dundalk, again, where there's courses that are designed for people that are working. So get clarity. Clarity, you cannot get confidence if you don't have clarity and you won't get the results without the clarity. So start thinking about that foundational piece because when things don't go right, and that happens for everyone, you will be able to go back to why has this not worked for me? Is it my values, my motivators, my definition of success? Is it my negative taste? And you can adjust, adapt, reflect, do all of those things and move on. Carmel, thank you so, so much for all of that fantastic advice for us on the show today. You've been an excellent Monday Motivation guest. I'm getting loads of really nice messages uh, saying how easy you are making it sound and how nice it is to hear you on the show. Listen, thank you so much for taking the time today. You're welcome. Thanks a million, Sinead. Thanks a million. Equilibriumcoaching.ie Equilibriumcoaching.ie That is where you'll find more information on Carmel and what she does. If you missed any of that, I will pop it up on lmfm.ie in our podcast section.